0: Turn with me, please, to John 21. Uh, Last Sunday night, we began talking about Jesus' restoration plan for Simon Peter and the fact that we see Simon restored. And uh, as we talked about last week, and as you will remember, uh, we see the acknowledgement by Simon Peter, uh, the acknowledging of his wrongdoing and his sin. Uh, And here, this is post-crucifixion post-resurrection. This is during one of the uh, post-resurrection appearances of the Lord Jesus. And Simon Peter acknowledges that he faltered, that he did wrong, that he, he didn't follow the Lord like he should have. Uh, restoration begins, we learned, that when we acknowledge the failure and when we own the failure. And, and so the Lord dealt with that and brought Simon to a point of honesty Uh, Jesus exposed a flaw uh, in his profession. Uh, He exposed a flaw in Simon's priorities. And so uh, we see that Simon Peter acknowledged his wrong. But then Jesus didn't stop there, gang. And I want you to focus on verses 17, 18, and 19 tonight. We see the assignment that Jesus gave to Simon. Notice this, verse 17. The Scripture says, And Jesus saith unto Simon Peter the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Do you love me? Do you phileo me, Simon? And Simon said, Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Lord, you know all things... You know that I phileo. You know that I love thee. You know that I'm fond of you, but I don't love you like you deserve to be loved. And then Jesus looked at him and he said, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, you'll stretch forth your hands and another shall gird thee and carry you whither you would not go or where you wouldn't go. This spake he, verse 19, signifying by what death Simon Peter should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Hey, Simon, you follow me. You follow me. And I want to tell you tonight, in spite of Simon Peter's failure, in spite of the biggest blunder that you and I could ever imagine that this man made, as long as there is breath in your body, it is never, never too late to follow Jesus. Now somebody tonight needs to hear that. Somebody tuning in and listening, maybe online, maybe on Facebook, maybe not even tonight as you're watching this, but some other time this week that you happen to tune in. Somebody needs to hear, as long as there is breath in your body, it's never too late. It's not too late for you. Oh, Christian, you don't understand. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad I've made a mess of my life, a mess of my marriage, a mess of my relationship with my kids, a mess at work, a mess in my spiritual life. Oh, dear friend, if nothing else, this text shows us that Jesus specializes in messes. He specializes in broken people. You want to talk about broken? You want to talk about a man who at one time had gone from being on top of the spiritual mountain to down in the lowest valley? That was Simon Peter. Jesus not only enabled him to acknowledge the wrong, to repent, but He restored him. And He reassigned him. He gave him an assignment. Not only was there the acknowledgement, but there was the assignment that was given to Simon Peter. Jesus was saying, Simon, I'm not done with you. I have something for you to do. As long as you're alive, there's an assignment by Jesus. Jesus. Some of us, uh, maybe we, f- we feel restricted because of past failure. Sometimes we feel restricted because of age our physical limitation. And we think, well, there's nothing I can do. Or I've done as much as I can. Or I'm, I'm not young anymore. I can't serve the Lord. I, I can't make a difference. Oh, dear friend, as long as there's breath, In your body, you can make a difference for the Lord Jesus. In verse 19, basically when Jesus says, You follow Me, Jesus is reissuing that initial call to Simon. The one that He issued three years before on the shores of Galilee. The same location. It was a call to steady... Simon Peter, who was prone to wonder, prone to waver. And what Jesus is saying is, Simon Peter, I want you to make the decision now to spend the rest of your days following me. Simon, you keep on following me. As long as you're living, you follow me. We see in verse 17 that Simon followed Jesus in ministry. (laughs) He said, hey, I want you to feed My sheep. I want you to act as a spiritual shepherd. I want you to come alongside fellow believers, those new converts that you will see won to Christ and converted on the day of Pentecost and even afterward. There in the first several chapters of the book of Acts, the prominent human figure is Simon Peter and God uses him to see thousands come to Christ. He's imprisoned. He's beaten. Uh, uh, He he performs miracles. He has the authentication by the Holy Spirit that says "Yes, you are one of my apostles. Jesus still has something for him. I want you to feed people. I want you to lead people. I want you to help shepherd people. So Simon followed Jesus in ministry for years and years and years and decades. But then verse 19 tells us that Simon Peter followed Jesus in martyrdom after spending the rest of his days living for Jesus. Jesus said in verse 19 that he was going to glorify him in old age by martyrdom. It's interesting the text says that Jesus was speaking uh, uh, of the death by which Simon would glorify God. Now, we don't think of it that way. We don't think of martyrdom or death being a way to glorify God, but this was God's plan. And sure enough, Simon glorified God through death. Through the hardship of death, through the martyrdom that he was going to experience, Jesus said, this is my plan for you. As difficult as it's going to be, the persecution, that season of difficulty and sorrow and heartache and pain and rejection, that is how I'm going to be most glorified in your life. Many times we think that, well, uh, God's going to be more glorified if I have an easy road, And all-dear friend. Many times that's not the case. But I shouldn't even focus on that. Whether it's a hard road or a less difficult road, my focus should be, oh, okay, Lord, how best are You glorified in my life? And if it glorifies the Lord, if it brings more honor and majesty to Him, I embrace and I choose to walk that hard, difficult road. If this is Your plan for me, If this is how you're most glorified, and I glory in you, and I embrace that. It is believed that Simon Peter served Jesus and lived 30 more years for the Lord, making a difference for Him. I want you to know that failure doesn't have to have the last word in anyone's life. And it certainly doesn't have to have the last word for you. Church history says that Simon Peter was incarcerated in Rome and that he was led to execution and was given an opportunity and he said, I I don't want you to crucify me or kill me like my master. Crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be crucified like Jesus. And because of that request, they hung Simon Peter, nailed him to an X-shaped cross upside down. He followed Jesus all the way to the end. That that he had predicted for himself decades before, where he says, Lord, I will follow you all the way to death, that first opportunity he failed. But he didn't fail this time. He didn't let the Lord down. Sometimes growing up, and with our my own sons and those of you watching that have had kids that have played baseball and or softball, and you've seen them strike out, and they come back to the dugout and their head is hung low, and a good coach always comes up beside them and says, look, let me tell you something. You keep swinging the bat. You keep swinging. You keep working hard. You keep, you keep swinging the bat. And one of these days, you're going to hit it. And you're going to make contact. Well, let me tell you this. I'm not trying to be silly, but here's Jesus looking at Simon Peter here on the shores of Galilee. And he says, Simon, you keep swinging that bat. I'm not done with you. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You feel like the biggest failure in all the world. You've struck out at life. You've struck out at this, struck out at that. Jesus said, I'm going to get you up to plate one more time. And I want you to swing and you're going to make contact, and you're going to get a base hit, you're going to get a double, you might even get a triple or a home run. But you follow me. You let me work out all the details. You you let me work out people's perception of you. So let me give you a takeaway tonight as we close. Let's be careful. Takeaway number one, let's be careful about throwing stones (laughs) and talking big. Galatians 6.1 says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted with the same sin that produced the brokenness in the other person. A.T. Robertson said, Satan loves to take aim at a shining mark. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Oh dear friend, it's so easy, isn't it, to point fingers at other people and to castigate others and to be so critical and hasty with our words about other people and their situation and their failure and their sins, their mistakes. God help us. We're too prone to pick up rocks and throw them instead of reaching out a hand to help them. May the Lord help us. Second takeaway, let's go after every life. Every person is worth restoring. There's no one that's an exception to the grace of God. We're very good at talking about grace until it comes time to extending it to somebody who has wronged us. Let's go after every life. Then take away number three, let's get thoroughly honest with the Lord now. No cover up, let's come clean with God. You know when Simon was initially walking on the shore with Jesus there, he didn't want to come clean. He wanted to conceal some things and still Hold on to a little bit of his pride. Oh, friend, don't do that. We all fail. We all mess up. We all have room to grow. But we're never going to grow unless we get honest with the Lord. And then this last thought, gang. Let's fully rely on Jesus' power to live out in us whatever He has instructed for us to do. It's not our strength, but it's His strength. There was no way that Simon Peter could have stood up and preached at Pentecost. But Jesus filled him with His power and used him in a mighty way. There was no way that Simon Peter in his own strength could have had the boldness to go to jail and to be beaten. And then when they were released and threatened with the same treatment again, it said they were even more emboldened to preach Jesus when they were told not to. Only Jesus could enable that. Only Jesus could enable uh, him to have healing power and to, to minister that way and to authenticate his apostleship. Only Jesus could have done that. And only Jesus could have kept him faithful for 30 plus years, all the way to death and martyrdom. And ladies and gentlemen, only Jesus, is, only Jesus can help us be faithful. Let's rely on his power and on his strength. Let's let Jesus restore us. And let's take part in this restoration process with others in our lives. I want us to pray together. And I look forward to this Tuesday night as God meets with us again. And um, we're going to have a great time together Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for your goodness. I pray that you will lead us and guide us in these days to fight spiritual battles in the energy of the Holy Spirit. You know the areas of our lives, Father, where we need restoration. And I ask You, Lord, in a great way to bring us to that point and to help us to restore others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you.